Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey kids, along with our usual obscenity warning, this episode has content warnings for violent death. Please listen responsibly. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. <laughs> and today we're reading chapter five of Battle Magic. So grab a cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's burn it all down. Bring it all down. We're burning it all down. It's all getting burnt and it's really sad. <laughs> okay, so chapter five opens with Evie talking to Jijui about her cats. Then Briar goes over and he's like, ah. This mage is pretty. So then they all get called once again to Emperor Weishu. Weishu gives Evie, or makes one of his generals give Evie his string of mage beads. And he's like, ah, I hear you work with stone. Tell me what these are made of. She starts going through them. Like, a lot of them are made from, like, other things. Bone, porcelain. Glass and wood. She finds the ones that are made of stone and... They all have, like, really awful spells in them, like, spells to make people, like, super scared or, like, give them diseases and stuff. And she's kind of horrified. Literal, uh, actual smallpox. She's also a little horrified because she's like, this isn't, like, what the stones are supposed to be used for. But they there's, like, kind of this, oh, well, you wouldn't know because you're a Westerner and you don't understand our traditions. And then... Evie is presented with a cat made out of cinnabar. She she gets this cat, is kind of talking to the emperor about her cats while Briar is examining the, the general's beads himself. When they get back to their house, they have the rose and they kind of all go to sleep because they're exhausted. And then Rosethorn has this awful nightmare about roses uh, being splashed with oil and she wakes up and realizes that they're burning down the entire rose garden where that one rose was dug up and all the gardeners inside of it. Yay! The end. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Briar and Rosethorn get there and the emperor is, like, still looking on and he's like, you must understand. If it's not perfect, then it must die. 
Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and absolutely hated about the chapter. Uh, do we need to start with the end? I'm thinking, yeah. Like, I hated yeah. it since we heard it last week. Just waiting to get to that point again in this chapter mm -hmm. to hear it. And I'm like, it was waiting to get punched in the gut. Like, you know it's coming. Uh, and it's going to suck, but you're still, you're just anticipating. You don't know exactly when it's going to happen. And then it does. And it's like, yeah, I knew it was coming. Still hurts. <laughs> yeah. Pierce does that. It's kind of like you said when we read chapter one, you're like, oh, nobody's died yet. And things are just kind of like, okay, and you know, it's going to get bad. And then when it gets bad, it just gets, it's, it's like a drop off. It's not like you're wading into the water and it's getting deeper and deeper. It's you just like fall off and suddenly you're in the thick of it yeah yeah as awful as it is i do have to say i like the way that she described it yes the writing is is so well done it, it makes it horrific which is a weird thing to say like it's a weird thing to compliment but the line the gardeners had been bound and left at its center they were done screaming it's so good because it's not detailed, like, it's it's not giving you this, like, really gruesome, but you know exactly what happened. Yeah, they're, they're, it's too late. Yeah, and then the Emperor says, surely you understand that no imperfection is permitted at one of my palaces. I did tell you. He told you. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He told you it was a crazy just... motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited for the next chapter just to see how they're going to play this off because uh, I can't imagine it's going to be comfortable. What do you mean? Having to reside in the palace with a man who just burned a handful of people and an entire garden down? Over That'd a little fine. bit of mold. Yeah, that was mold, fixable. Fine. A little mold that was fixable and already fixed. Uh -huh. And not a problem mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not fine. a big deal. I'm sure Brian Rosehorn don't care at it's all. Fine. Not even a little bit. I wonder if no, Rosehorn had not begged him for that rose, would he have burned down the whole garden? So. Oh, yeah. Le legitimately, I don't think so. Like, I wonder if this was a lesson for him. I think he was, yeah, I think he was trying to prove a point. I, I don't think it would have been like this had that not happened because we we were told that they were going to be beaten mm -hmm. but like them being rounded up and put into the garden and then set on fire was not, not actually what the what the punishment was going to be from what it sounds like and this is so. not at all to like mm. cast blame on rosethorn or anything yeah um but i do wonder if he was like you know she does this groveling and he's like okay fine you can have the rose but then in his head he's like ah but i still need to let make sure she understands yeah. i am head psycho oh yeah no 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 doubt that this is a a, a lesson knowing what else we see even just like in this chapter with the beads mm. There, there is a line Briar says, this lesson isn't for you. Yeah. Should we move on to happier, possibly happier things? 
possibly happier. I'm eh. kind of possibly happier. Maybe, uh, maybe happier. Uh, Jai Jui, when um, Briar is staring at her beads, and she's like, you're looking at my, like, my, my neckline. And he's like, he thought she was too old for him. Because he is 16? Yes. Is that right? She's 20-something, 24-ish? Yeah, she's uh, in her like, 20s. Yeah. yeah. But the description <laughs> of Briar was rarely caught without something to say. And he's like, oh, no, actually, I was looking at your embroidery. Definitely. And not just the beads. And not what was under them. Just, just, just uh, the embroidery. My, 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 my foster sister loves, you know, she, she works magic through threads. So, you know, that's, that's what I was looking at. Just but slick, I like very slick. So that's totally yeah. what I was looking at. Yeah. I like this though, because well, first of all, he is, well, based on the way the narration tells it, he is like focused on, on beads. her beads. Yeah. But then I like how she's like, You're staring at my beads in a way that's almost like uh, my eyes are up here. So it's mm-hmm. like this sort of like flirtatious sexual thing, even though it's not even her body that he's looking at. And I just I really liked that like playing with that scene the way she did. Yeah. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. It's funny. When Wei Shu calls Evie up and talking about the gardens and stuff and uh Briar wishes that he could talk to her with the connection that he has with his sisters is just like an interesting little throwback to the fact that they can just communicate without any <laughs> sort of out- outside sign to anybody. They're just shining with each other at all times. Uh, and what they do. And that, that is such a useful ability to have, to just be able to have a conversation with someone or warn someone about something without being obvious about it. Which yeah. kind of comes back up a little bit later, where Rosethorn does her whole like hand signal thing at Evie to like say, like, hey. I'm, I'm like she closes her fist in front of her face or something to like be like, hey, tone it down like too much. I love the hand signals. It reminds me of yes. I have met teachers who have signals like that with certain students in their class, quote unquote problem students. You know, like students who are more likely to be disruptive. They have worked out signals with them so that the student can like discreetly let them know what's going on in their world, but they can also kind of discreetly be like, hey. I need you to tone it down. It's useful because, yeah, Evie is 12 and mm-hmm. she can sometimes talk a lot about her cats, which nothing wrong with that. But when you're talking to the emperor of an entire mm-hmm. kingdom, you probably don't want to piss him off. Yeah, especially not after the end of this chapter. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, especially not after that. I loved Briar inspecting the beads after Evie and being like, yo. I need to know what this is. So if I ever have to get in a fight with one of these motherfuckers, I know exactly what to go for, what they do, like how to counter it, like what it means and like know what to focus on. He's doing opposition research, even though there is no imminent threat stated or implied yet. But he's like, I just don't trust Mm -hmm. these guys. Like I just, I can't when people are, in power, they just be doing shit sometimes. So he's like, you know what? I'm just going to learn it. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to know exactly what to go for. Just in case. 
know, it might be nothing. Maybe I'll never use it. Maybe, you know, Briar will never use it. I doubt that. But yeah, it's uh, never coming back. No, not at all. But he's just so smart. Fine. He's so, so like I said, smart. It's fine. Surely he won't use the wood in those beads to stab someone in the neck or something in the future. Maybe. Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's no an reaction, probably not. Big, uh, uh, that's an interesting choice of uh, what could happen. Yeah, it's just like a crown of thorns except around your neck and angry, you know. <laughs> so I thought that the gift of the uh, the rose bush in the pot that matched the leaves and everyone's like, oh, this is like nice. Like it's a nice thing of flowers with like a nice pot. Uh, it even has like runes on the inside to like keep the cats from pissing on it because holy shit, I can relate. Any plants yeah. in my house that are not in a room by themselves or like up super high will get pissed on. No, yeah. no, can't can't stop them. That's another line that I really like the way she phrased it because she talked about monster quote anointing brightness. <laughs> yeah. 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 One of my my mom gave uh my wife a plant like a few years after we started dating. And like I swear within the week, one of her cats had pissed on the pot and just killed it dead. It was like a little yeah. baby plant. It's like Damn. Yeah, can't have shit when you own cats. Can't do it. No. No, you can't. All our plants stay in a room. Yeah, they just stay in a room that's closed, locked. Cats can't get into it. That's it, because cats are dicks and will piss everywhere if you let them. Yes. Yes. Wretched, vile little creatures. Just little gremlins. Just mean, stinky little gremlins. Truly terrible creatures. Mm Mm-hmm. I say this uh, as if I don't love them, but yeah, as if I don't have two at home right now. They're just chilling, but yeah, they're they're just horrible little little dinguses, yeah. and I I hate them. I really like the phrase, like the way it's written of how many deaths did the general carry in all those strings wrapped around his arms, yes. and for whom were they destined? Yes, beautiful. I wrote after that. Does anyone know what foreshadowing uh, is? Yeah. Never yeah. heard of it. No, I don't know. What Absolutely. That is. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I just I love just the way that's phrased. The only other one I have is Rose Thorn spent an hour going over the rose bush again. Once she was done, she had hoped to write her beloved art back at winding circles, but she could barely keep her eyes open. Bruh. I have those days where I'm like, I want to do a million things. And it's like halfway through one of them, I'm just like, nope, I'm going to go to bed instead. That was me today, actually. But also, <laughs> beloved Rose, beloved Lark. Yeah. It's really a shame that Brittany's not here because if Brittany was here, she would point out that on page 72, we get all seven names of Evie's cats. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. And the one that was not named in street magic is named Raisin. Raisin. Like Raisin. Raisin is a good name. I really like 
the exchange between the emperor and Evie with, what do you think of my gardens? There are no rocks in them. <laughs> yeah. Out the gate, just... This child is not scared of anything. Yeah. That's going to get her in trouble, but she's not scared of anything. Yeah. When Weishu gives Evie the beads, we're reading from Briar's perspective, and it says something about how she, like, moves them through her hands and they click, like, the conversation beads that merchants use back home, and I'm like, I want to know what conversation beads are now and how they work. Hmm. Um, like, are these just beads for, like, counting stuff? Or is there, like, a more complex, like, rigmarole that they use them for? That's a good question. Yeah. That's interesting. That is a good question. I'll remember the lesson that long life and cats are dangerous things. Did you hear about with the one pet. with the gun on the counter and the cat knocks the gun off the counter and kills a man? I Cats are just dangerous. Well, that yeah. sounds like he was dumb for leaving the gun on the counter with the cat in the house. Yeah, yeah. should have known better. Also, that. I'm sorry, my brain. My brain just goes to my favorite curse. I hope you live a long, healthy life. Hmm. Not. Not. I hope you a happy life. I hope you. Live, I hope you live a long, healthy life. Because I hope that you live long enough to watch everyone and everything you have ever loved die. And you get to live with that and live with your uh, your uh, choices. You get to think about it and ruminate on it because you're <laughs> very healthy. You just get to live with yourself. That's like um, My favorite Princess Bride, Wesley's To the Pain. Mm-hmm. Also, I didn't know anything about Cinnabar, so I thought that was pretty cool that they were like, oh, don't touch it with your bare hands because it has Quicksilver in it. Which, for those of you who don't yeah. know, is Mercury. So, Yeah. You will die. Yeah, it will fuck your day up. It will be bad. And, um, let me see, page 84. The last thing I... Uh, that we haven't talked about is they were joined for supper by Jiajui, Parahan, and those of the afternoon's party that had actually seemed to enjoy themselves. The group introduced the foreigners to some Yanjingi games and music, then took them to a terrace that looked out over a long body of water. There they were fed the giant carp that swam in its waters until an exquisite display of fireworks, colored flowers and trees made of Zayao, were set off in their honor. By the time it was over, Rosethorn, Briar, and Evie were happy to return to their pavilion to their pavilion and their beds. They're kind of wandering around, like they're kind of going about with like these whole like group of courtiers sort mm-hmm. of all day long. And yeah. I was like, this reminds me a lot of the Will of the Empress. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like I have even more insight into why Briar is so pissy in that book. We know that he's dealing with PTSD from having been in a war, but also he's probably like, oh god, I just got out. Like, I just left. I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's going through it. For that matter, even the, like, day-to-day stuff might be triggering for him because this is what precedes the war, so. Yeah. Poor Briar. (laughs) 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Part two of our three step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or message in the chapter. We already kind of started on mine. Mine is lessons. Briar says about the beads this, is, this lesson is not meant for you. Evie says, I'll remember the lesson of that long life and cats are dangerous things. Um, and it's clear that Emperor Weishu is trying to make a point to his general. And as we already discussed, he's making a point to Rose Thorne at the end. That was exactly mine. Mine's very similar. Uh, it's thinly veiled threats. I, I even feel that like the Cinnabar cat given to Evie might be like a warning because like, yeah, it's a very cool stone, but also it will kill you if you touch it too much. Yeah. Again, with the uh, mage general just like being told, like, I did that. You sit there, let them touch your beads. You fucked up earlier. Mm-hmm. Don't do not do any more fuck ups, or else, you know, it'll be bad. And then obviously the, uh, the burning at the end. Mm-hmm. And this is the man who sends Empress Baronine that fabric. The killer fabric. Mm hmm. Yeah, she would have straight up died, which is... Yeah. Yeah. He's not nice. Woof. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a dick. Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? How to threaten people. <laughs> I, I was yeah i was gonna actually say pay attention to the double meaning of words mm-hmm. because all of this sounds very very polite it's not yeah um then as someone who is slowly coming to grips with the fact that they are autistic as fuck and 
does not understand the passive aggression. I don't. I don't get it. It's weird. And being called passive aggressive is hilarious because I'm just like, um, no. I know there's no real context for this for everyone listening, but uh, Natalie is the most blunt, direct person I think I've ever met. (laughs) I was going to say. One contender. And like, that's (laughs) not a bad thing. But for someone to call you passive aggressive is actually hilarious. As as a friend of mine said, what is passive about you? Yeah, <laughs> all that, the aggression you have is, is active, exactly. angry aggression. There there is no there is no <laughs> passive to it. I've worked very hard to not be so angry, but I I am very aggressive. If I like you, I like you aggressively. <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure every single one of you knows that I like you. There, there is no doubt that oh, I yeah. like you. Because we know how you treat people you don't like. If I don't like you, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, we're aware. Yeah, yeah, and like, and if I don't like you, you're very, very aware. I don't like you. There, there is no hiding that. <laughs> there is no passivity to it. For further context to our listeners, there is no uh, passive. My husband and I went out to lunch with Indy a couple years ago, and the oh, yeah. our our server, after like having spoken with us for maybe a minute or two, turns to Indy and is like, "You seem like a rather aggressive young person." So <laughs> Indy's very obviously aggressive. There is no passive. I was going to say, a complete stranger is like, ah, yeah, you are a, an aggressive human being. Yeah, no, you, yes. you'd have to be almost brain dead to just to, to not realize that. I, I don't know. Can we coin the term active aggressive? <laughs> active aggressive. Huh? Yeah. Like, you know, like there's passive that voice and exactly active voice. You're not passive aggressive. You're active yeah. aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. That is. One hundred percent, what I am. Um, but uh, as as someone who is coming to terms with the being autistic as fuck and not understanding uh, passive aggressive word, like I it I miss a lot of social cues, mm-hmm. a lot of social cues, but also like it's hard for me sometimes to realize that people are trying to be dicks. Because they use words, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, cool, fine, whatever. But I also have a really, really large vocabulary. So nine times out of ten, I'm just like, ah, these words have multiple meanings. And then I proceed to overthink every single interaction I have with someone. That's the anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mine is beware of words with double meanings. Sometimes people act nice or say nice things and they don't actually mean to be nice they're trying to be hateful and rude the (laughs) line that really jumped out at me was we are nothing without respect to our elders and ancestors um mostly because i just finished converting to judaism tradition is something that's really important in judaism as is the breaking of tradition. So, you know, there's that. But um, yeah, I guess 
I don't really know what I have to say about it exactly. I think it's it's one of the things that was attractive to me about Judaism is that there are these traditions. Um, and while there's a lot of room to break from tradition, they're also sort of this thing that you can always return to when you get lost as like a as like a guiding point. So Yeah. There's comfort in that. My personal magic is to keep a low profile. Mm. Just just like just like Briar. Like, you know, maybe they know what magic you got, maybe, maybe they don't. Why let them know? Why let them know that they can't detect your magic? Like kind of with like Evie telling Parahan uh like oh this is what my magic can do watch like ah, keep that close to your chest same both with, with real life like don't show people what you have or what you know like the dumber you look the better frankly people love showing off when they have money or let or, people you know. under let people underestimate you it's yeah. not a bad thing let them do it you don't you don't need to don't let your ego take over you know you don't have to wear designer clothes you don't have to have like the nicest handbag just buy do do something that you want to do and like just just keep it down low you're less of a target people won't have people to talk about you any reason to talk about you like it's just life is so much easier when you just kind of like you're able to kind of fly under the radar i'm not saying your entire life has to be that but why let your opinions be known i guess like it's it's yeah. For for my job in sales, it's kind of important to not let people know. Like I, I'm a diehard fucking liberal. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell everyone. I'm not gonna put stickers on the back of my car that says, you know, hey, I'm a liberal. You know, like th there's no. I don't think there's any reason for me to put any other like target on my back or something. So I, yeah. I, I just I keep a low profile. Briar's doing it too, and I I can appreciate it. It's smart. It's yeah. real smart. Thanks. But yeah, Briar's Briar's a smart cookie. He is. We like him for it. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter six of Battle Magic. Evie, stop it, he whispered. She jumped, but she did not turn around. No! she whispered fiercely. I won't leave him here. What if the emperor turns on him one day and burns him up like he did the roses? How did you find out about that? Briar grabbed her by the shoulders and tried to yank her to her feet. It was like trying to move a boulder, as, she, as he should have remembered from the last time he tried to displace her when she didn't want to obey. I heard the servants talking, she told him patiently. Why don't you stop being silly and help me? I don't know why I can't move these things. The sight of the gardener's corpses burning at the heart of the rose garden was still too fresh in his mind. He can't come with us, he told Evie. They'll kill us if they think we helped him to escape. I bet he knows a way out of the palace grounds, Evie said flatly. The only things that keep him here are the cage and his chains. Then she said the thing that truly horrified Briar. I brought your lockpicks with me. I'm going to pick his locks. But first, I have to get in there, and these blocks won't budge. Briar chewed his lip. He knew what Sandry and Triss would say. He even knew what Daja, who was far more practical, would say. What's the matter, thief boy? Lost your nerve. I have plenty of nerve, he muttered to his smith mage sister. 
He hesitated for a moment longer, then realized that Evie was throwing her power into the marble block again. She wasn't waiting for him to decide. Growling softly, he cast his magic around to see if there were vine seeds in the earth. The gardeners had cut back the local vines, but if he could get their seeds to grow, there was no risk of examiners later finding bits of foreign ones he might have to grow from the seeds in his mage kit. It was in that casting that he felt the ghost of once-living plants at the level of his face. How could that be possible? The only thing in front of him was the marble wall. He shook his hands as if to clear them of the last magic he had used, a habit Rosethorn teased him for, and let more of his power flow out directly in front of him. Now the entire wall responded with that shadow of life that had once been green. Evie, stop, he whispered. What's in the mortar? Mostly limestone, she replied, her voice as soft as his. There are other things in it that I don't feel, though. It clings like the marble is going to run away. Briar ran his fingers over the cracks between the blocks. Suddenly, he grinned. And you think plant magic is useless. He crouched on the ground and opened his kit. You mean it isn't? Evie inquired, being difficult on purpose. Apparently, the thing you can't feel is rice. Briar informed her. And that I can manage. Rice? She demanded, outraged. I know rice in my bowl, and I know it in the mortar. It's the rice in the mortar that makes it cling so, I'll bet. Tell me, were you going to pull the wall down? Nope. I was going to pull out just enough blocks to climb in. And that's what we'll do. But we should make that enough blocks to let Parahan out. Three blocks by two blocks? That should do. Let me get rid of your mortar first. Briar ran his hands over the cracks between the blocks, pouring his magic into them and to the openings around their neighbors. He wouldn't have thought that rice would have remained so strong compared to the stone, but it had. When he called it to him, it brought small chunks of the limestone in the mortar with it. I should have put down a cloth, he said with dismay, looking at the small heaps of white powder on the ground. Should have, would have, Evie muttered. She reached for a block that sat two feet above the ground. It slid from the wall and dropped. Careful, Briar whispered. He called to vine seeds as Evie called the next block. This time, as she called it slowly forward. Fat, strong vines were there to wrap themselves around the block and steady it as Briar and Evie put it to one side of the opening. The vines released it and were at the opening, sliding under the next block, before Evie had so much as a chance to turn around. As soon as they had finished their opening, Evie stuck her head inside. Briar heard her whisper something, and she wriggled into the building. He slung his pack in after her, feeling her, he hoped it was her, take it from him. Then he slid through the opening in the wall. To his surprise, there was a lamp burning inside one cage over. In the cage directly in front of him, Parahan sat cross-legged on its floor. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST, shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake at us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. 
Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Is it bad that I don't know what Craven is? Uh, he's just an African hunter, essentially, or like his dad was a hunter and he started hunting big game and like, who's mm. who's a more challenging thing than a lion? Because he like stabbed a lion to death with a spear and wears it. It's like, oh, a man who's part spider living in New York. I'm going to hunt him down for fun. Mm. That's, his, that's kind of his whole shtick. He actually has a movie coming out next year. And um, believe it or not, and this is the funniest oh, fucking thing. Really? Yeah. Uh, so a trailer dropped, and like right before I watched it with Allison, uh, I told her, "Hey, I I really hope that Craven doesn't get his powers by getting bitten by a radioactive lion, and that's how he gets his like nature hunting abilities." No, and I swear to fucking, fucking God, no joke. Go watch the trailer. He gets bitten by a lion, and that's how he gets his, like, nature hunting abilities, like, straight up. What kind of radioactive animal would you like to be bit by a good one? Bro, oh my god, you can't just ask me that. I have no fucking clue. Uh, oh, there's so many options. Uh, there are go, so many options. I'm going to go with mantis shrimp. Ooh, that's a good one. I love mantis shrimp. I think they're just the coolest fucking things. Like my punches will boil the water out of the atmosphere. I don't know. That's that's I a really good sick one. Sick as fuck. I would like to get bit by a radioactive red tail hawk, and then I can just be Tobias from Animorphs. <laughs> nice. Obligatory. Animorphs Obligatory Animorphs reference. That's, uh, that's it. Indian giant squirrel. Are those the ones that are also like rainbow colored? Yes. Yes. A full long yeah. body. That's a big motherfucking squirrel. Jesus Christ. It's a big ass squirrel. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.